No one ever saw this coming, but here we are, bonded forever by the same ex-husband. Once arch enemies and now partners in crime, we journey to the edge of sanity to uncover the dark truth about our ex-husband. My name is Athena. And I'm Amber. And we are the creators of Ex-Wives Undercover. This podcast is based on real-life events that are portrayed to the best of Athena and Amber's memory and also backed by court records and other factual evidence. While all the stories in the podcast are true, some names and identifying details have been changed to protect the privacy of the people involved. Shit is about ready to hit the fan in this episode. I'm getting closer and closer to figuring out what the hell was going on with Ben, and just in time for our fifth anniversary. Athena is also closing in on him, too. Ben's mistress, Deanna, is trying desperately to serve him with a restraining order, and Little Miss Avery is playing obedient girlfriend in the background as he was secretly flying in Ms. Norway from the other side of the world. Ready for this? Season 1, Episode 28, Mind Blown. Ben seemed to be pretty quiet during those following months after our baby girl arrived. I wish I could say that he just wanted to grant us some peace and quiet because we had a newborn baby, but I knew that his brain did not function that way, which meant that Benny boy was up to no good. Ben continued to make up excuses as to why he needed to constantly alter his time with Sydney just about every week, and now that I knew that he and Amber were actually married, I felt Ben and I needed to have a face-to-face chat again. And I'm sure you all are thinking, what's the point, Athena? He's just going to lie to your face. And yes, I knew that too, but I was always able to read him and see through his BS more accurately if I could see his facial expressions and his body language. I always say quarterly, he has a, even when I was married to him or not married to him, every quarter, so at uh, least every three to four months, there was a, always a big something, boom, an explosion, uh, a scam, a scheme, a breakup, a huge lie uncovered, pulling me or dragging me into some weird story where women are reaching out to me. So I was almost like waiting for just it. Just enjoying uh, the downtime because you knew it's coming and yeah. it did. Yeah. So the regular <laughs> so, BS was still happening with the, I can't, yeah, I don't, I yeah. want. He knew he couldn't pull shit on me. So what he did was he got organized and he probably tried to work you over more on his fake stories. Sure enough, Ben spouted out a bunch of defensive statements at me when I questioned him about why he and Sydney had lied to me for over a year about he and Amber being married. He acted flustered and made up stupid excuses about his business being his and that it wasn't my concern. Of course, that did not go over well with me. I told him that our child is 100% my business and that she should have been able to come to me and share the excitement regarding the wedding. I had seen a few wedding photos online and Sydney looked beautiful in her dress with her hair all done up. I know my daughter well and I know that that was something she had definitely wanted to tell me all about. None of this was adding up. I told Ben over and over that I was absolutely fine with him moving to Oregon and that we could create a parenting plan that made sense for everyone. So why the hell did he still feel the need to continually lie about he and Amber being over with all that time? I could usually see through and somewhat figure out what shady plan Ben was up to, but I really could not make sense of what I was witnessing. As I showed Ben to the door, that's when he stopped me and he had this serious expression on his face. And he told me that he needed to confide in me regarding a private matter that he didn't want Sydney to know about. 
Next, he tells me that he never turned in the wedding certificate and that they actually weren't legally married, but he needed to go through the motions of making her think that they were so that he could get Amber off of his back. Ben became teary-eyed and once again told me how he had a severe issue with confrontation because of his tumultuous childhood, but that he finally found the strength to end things with Amber and he broke it off only just a few short days ago. Ben said he took so long to end the relationship because he was afraid of her trying to kill herself and the guilt he felt was overwhelming. Boom. There it is. I recognized those fake tears. Ben, once again, was lying to my face. And he still was just adamant. So, so what I don't understand out. is like, why did he say, I just, I, I just have to go with the flow so Amber will get off my back? Well, you are a grown ass man. If you don't want to be know. married, then go. I, exactly. I probably told him to leave a million times. You're going to so, kill yourself because oh, Sydney loves right, you. Sydney right. loves you so that's much, right. and but I mean to her. So, which yeah. one is it? It was all too familiar with what he did to me. Yeah. All these fake excuses, like with the the wedding stuff with that Canadian woman. Remember, we're not really married. I looked at him. He tried to fake cry. As soon as I saw his face, that's why I had yeah, to be in person. Yeah. No. Okay. Cindy go up. And then he was like, okay, just a few days ago, I did it. Like, I was so afraid, but she was so mean. She's so aggressive. I think you have no idea the mean things she says to me. And, but I just had to do it. And I know, like, she's going to be upset. So I don't want Cindy to know yet. I want to tell her my own time. Oh, totally. That's what he always yeah. says. I was thinking when he said to me, I go, I was yeah. thinking, like, you're telling me a lie that you told other people about, about you, our marriage. <laughs> Exactly. So I was like, ding, ding, yeah. ding. After another week of witnessing Amber reach out to Sydney as if nothing upsetting was going on in her life, I decided to reach out to Amber on the iPad that Sydney uses. First, I sat down and I had a talk with Sydney, and I explained that her father told me that he and Amber were over, and I asked how she was feeling about all of it. That's when Sydney became emotional and defensive. She started telling me that it was none of my business and that I was just starting trouble according to what her dad says and that he had told her not to believe anything I told her. What the fuck is going on here? Here I am trying to console my daughter because she had just supposedly lost her stepmother and now I am the one getting thrown under the bus once again. I wanted to scream. That's when I knew it was time to reach out to Amber and try to get the real story. I hoped that she would get my message before Ben intercepted it. I made sure to talk about Sydney's doctor appointment to see how she would respond because I didn't think Ben ever even told her anything about it. Next, I brought up their divorce and how emotional and upset Sydney was. I read over it and I wanted to make sure I wasn't coming across rude or mean. I wanted Amber to understand that I was a worried mother and I hoped that she would respond. After reading it, I felt like I had conveyed it as well as I could and I pressed send. It says, Amber, Ben and Sydney informed us yesterday about the breakup slash divorce. We believe you're aware of the extensive medical evaluation we had done on Sydney last spring. She was diagnosed with anxiety disorder, among other issues, and we were all given specific guidelines to help Sydney. A few months later, we found out Sydney was told to keep the wedding a secret, which she did for over a year, and now she's been dealing with the stress of having to keep the breakup a secret. This is extremely stressful and overwhelming for a child to deal with. We have let Sydney know that there are two sides to every breakup story. Right now, she believes she is the cause because Ben has chosen not to move to Portland full-time because of her. Again, not appropriate for her to know those things. I told Sydney she may still talk to you, but I need you to keep things light and stress-free during that time. Sydney informed me she was told not to talk to you for now by her father's request. 
And I'm That's like, right. what? So is when you this? first read that, now, okay, wait, wait. Now I was reading like, it, now reading it just now, do you feel like that was a mean? No, 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 no. I didn't think it was mean okay. at all. I just was blindsided. Okay, completely. So back like, then and now you feel you felt the same. I was blind, blindsided. I wasn't thinking you were being mean or anything, okay. but again, it was like deja vu. And we'll get to this part on my part. I was just like, yeah. the time it was the timing because I we know. literally just put money on IVF again. So two years prior, the very first time we did IVF, you sent me a message the night before I was supposed to have surgery to do IVF. And so I was like, she's telling me he's breaking We're up connected with me. girlfriend right in a weird way it's i know it's crazy. awful but yeah so i'm like okay she she's telling me he's breaking up with me the night before we do ivf now she's telling me he's divorcing me and we literally just put money on an egg donor so mind blown ah, chapter mind of the story I, I was like yeah. what in the hell is she talking about and i would have messaged you back but he was like no 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 we have to follow the parenting plan to a T because if we have to file contempt, which we did, we don't want anything to look bad on our part. Avery going to jail was a win in my book, but it was so much more than that. I finally had been here in Oregon full-time with me, yet I was more miserable than ever. Ben had a list a mile long of things that needed to be addressed before our five-year anniversary, and he knew that I meant business and promised it would all be taken care of. This included all of the empty promises that were never kept by Ben. Athena was still making our lives hell trying to co-parent Sydney. We had to file contempt on her yet again over the summer. The egg donor process was dragging on indefinitely, and getting answers for the Daisy and Opal child support situation remained stagnant. The number of loose ends that needed to be tied up was never ending, to say the least. And that was your I, timeline of like, shit yeah. off the pot, like, yeah. I, things are adding up, and I just, in your mind, you had this like, time frame where you're gonna pull the plug. Like, what was on the checklist? Well, um, well, Avery, first of all, okay. I've been sitting here for months watching my relationship be disrespected, be made a fool of hurt me, yes. terrorize me. I was disgusted. I was so, you know, and then um, I had mentioned that I found um, the health insurance for Opal That's and that was still being, I, I still didn't have answers and his name was on an open active child support account. No sooner had one fire been put out, another emerged. While little Miss Avery was allegedly sitting in jail, Athena sent me a random message on the family iPad letting me know that she knew about the divorce. What divorce was she talking about, I thought to myself. We literally just put a $1,000 deposit down on an egg donor the night before. She went on to say that they weren't even aware that we had gotten married until just a few months prior and Ben made Sydney lie for him. I was so blindsided and confused. It was like deja vu all over again as I thought about her reaching out to me the night before we did IVF all those years back to say that Ben was breaking up with me. Here we go again. Ben, of course, told me not to respond on the iPad and instead sent a scathing message back to Athena on the parenting app, denying everything. Nothing she said made any sense, and like always, Ben drove the point home about her wanting to terrorize us and would do anything to break us up. How did you keep your mouth shut? How did you just not respond or not do this? 
No, but that's what I thought about you. How is she not responding? Oh, I right. knew you didn't so, know about the doctor shit. The fact that I just let you know, I didn't even know you were married for over a year. Yeah. And this woman is not even responding. How does she have that inner strength? Like, is he oh. tying her down? Did he intercept the message? I know. So because he, please tell us. He, please tell us. Because well, I, I thought how that you weren't sneaking, going, getting more information. Like, da da da. I, I didn't know he was pretending to be you. I thought we were. Oh, that's true. We sent you a message on the family app literally immediately right after you sent that message on the ipad he sent a scathing message denying everything calling you a every name in the book meddling and that we weren't divorcing we never told sydney that she couldn't talk to you know he just said everything in this family app which how in the hell would i ever imagine he was faking being you and chris for over a year let's check in with what was transpiring with avery By November of 2018, Avery's home burned down. And while her and her dogs were safe, she was unhappy with how everything was going. This wasn't the relationship she had hoped for, and she wanted more from Ben. She demanded that he step it up or else. I guess ignorance is bliss because Avery was happy when Ben finally added her to his Facebook. It was actually a fake one. He gave her paperwork telling her that he had bought her a home for them to live in. As we inched closer to our anniversary, I grew more and more nervous. I tried my best to stay hopeful, but I knew deep down that it was over and I would most likely have to pull the plug on something that never was. I also had to come to terms with never becoming a mother and accept that it wasn't in God's plan for me. It's a tough pill to swallow though and maybe one I'll never get over. Every day I would check in with Ben and ask how things were coming along with his checklist of things to do. For every answer that gave me hope, another one would leave me devastated. It was mentally exhausting. I literally had to check and verify everything that came out of his mouth. For instance, he told me that Daisy was ordered to go to jail on October 5th for violating the agreement she made with the DEA. But when I looked her up on the jail roster, there was nobody registered by that name. And when I cross-checked with her public social media account, she was out enjoying a motorcycle ride with her brother not exactly the behavior of a woman bound for jail. Now, I should take this time to clarify if there was any confusion about the rape story. Ben was never implying to me that Daisy had literally pinned him down and sexually assaulted him. What he was saying is that she slipped him some kind of concoction in his drink and that he was so intoxicated that he browned out and couldn't recall much of anything that night. And so he clearly was not in a condition to consent. Avery's jail stint didn't last long either. And before long, she was back to her usual antics. And this time, instead of posting a profile pic of her and Ben, she changed it to one of her holding a newborn baby and titled the photo Baby B. I immediately thought she was trying to imply or make some kind of statement alluding to her and Ben's future baby. And three days later, she posted a photo that said, your soulmate is not another person's spouse. Sorry. What the fuck was that supposed to mean? I was beyond livid and fed up with her bullshit. At this point, she could have him. She was back at it. Back fucking at it. Literally, the minute she got out of jail, she was- I got it by like what? Posting photos or? Oh yeah. But it was more 
like on the sly, like not blatant pictures of her and Ben. It was like, here's me holding a baby infant, baby bees, what she called. It. I was like, baby as in baby Ben. Really, bitch? <laughs> yeah. Pissed. Oh, I was yeah. Like, what who takes their friend's kid and post and we we love you avery but we know how we know how spicy we all are so we know we were all sending each other subliminal messages for sure i love her so me talking shit right now is not me that's not what i think of her now yeah but But back then i mean baby she knew what she was fucking doing she knew exactly what she was fucking (laughs) doing i was like what you steal your kid your friend's baby and post a profile i would have done the same thing I was so mentally checked out and sick and tired of the games, but I continued to play the part and tried my best to pretend that we were a happy family, especially when Sydney was at our house. We continued doing our normal family things each weekend from taking her to the Washington County Fair to the pumpkin patch. By the end of October, I was getting more and more fed up with Ben having to go back and forth to Seattle to drop off and pick up Sydney. And he would always make up an excuse for why he couldn't drive back to Portland and just get a hotel. So when Athena wrote on the family app that Chris's car broke down in Wenatchee and they couldn't get home, I was furious. Enough was enough, and I told Ben that I would be joining him on the drive to Seattle to ensure he came back and would help drive in case he got tired. I could tell immediately, of course, that I ruined his plans, but what? Something was up. I wish now that I didn't get in the car with him because it was absolutely terrifying. With Sydney in the back seat, I held on tight as we barreled down the freeway, weaving in and out of traffic, clocking in around 80 to 100 miles an hour over the Portland bridges. I really didn't think I was going to live that night. I kept envisioning us going over the railing and hurtling to our death in the river below. And then all of a sudden around noon, it's like, hello, are you meeting it there or not? It takes us two and a half hours to get there. And then all of a sudden it's like, oh, Chris's car broke down. We're getting it towed and blah, blah, blah. And so that's when he's like, I guess I'm just going to have to drive Sydney back to Seattle. I'm like, no, you're not. No, they can come drive their asses all the way to Portland to come get her. And he yeah. wasn't having it. He's like, I'm just going to drive. And I'm like, great. Then I'm going to come with you. Go get your belongings. Here we go. Let's gas up and let's I do love this. It. I and freaking love I it. ruined his plans. I'm sure he's going to see Avery or Deanna or somebody else. So um, where the hell did you guys go that evening? We went to your house. We drove Sydney. Oh my God. He was so mad. I remember looking over at the speedometer and it would be anywhere between 80 and hundred miles an hour over the Portland bridges with those low little safe little railings oh, weaving no. in and out of traffic. I was scared to death. I thought we for sure so, were going to get in an accident and die. Question for you. I don't know if you remember this, but did he ever stop at gas stations or make up excuses to get like a energy oh, drink? Yeah. Because yeah. you would have to text the other women, right? To be like, yes, I can't come. Oh, D. totally. And be like, I'm coming tonight. 100%. You have a child in the back seat. I know you don't give a shit about me if I live or die, but you have a child. I remember telling like me that. It was eight so or scary. nine years old at the time. We did make it back in one piece, but within just a few days, we got another message from Athena. And this time it was on the family app, not my iPad. She mysteriously changed her tune and said that she had a talk with Sydney and that she wanted to move to Oregon full time. (laughs) Okay, this just didn't seem like something Athena would do and I didn't know what to think. Then I noticed another call on the iPad from Athena and I grew even more suspicious. Okay, she was definitely trying to go around Ben and speak to me one-on-one. I waited for a response, but nope. Nothing, nada. 
The only thing I received were texts from Ben that evening talking a lot of shit to me. My only response was that if they were actually broken up, then he should not be upset about anything I had written Amber. I then forwarded the message I had sent Amber to him to prove my point. I wondered if Amber would even reach out to me in those following few weeks or even months, but she didn't. Then one day in early December, Chris and I received a group text message from her. The events that followed that initial text from Amber were nothing I could have ever been prepared for. I was absolutely mind blown. November 2018 was our five year anniversary. It was go time. We either made this work or it was over. The stakes were high, but I had to keep positive and hope for the best. We enjoyed having friends over to our house in Hillsborough and made plans to host our first Thanksgiving. I even ordered a beautiful faux Christmas tree and brand new ornaments and decorations for the impending holidays. But Ben's behavior grew more and more suspicious and he was gone a lot for work with Danky, allegedly. And after being away for several days, he came home only to tell me that he had to turn around and fly back the next day. Hell no. None of this made sense and I demanded that he stay in Portland. This was bullshit. But he went anyway while I fumed with anger. That evening, I made the first step to freedom and reached out to a divorce lawyer and CC'd Ben on the email. I was done. Ben, of course, called me in a panic about the email and dropped a bomb. Child Protective Services called him and they were removing Sydney from Athena and Chris's home. She would now be living with us full time and he was changing his flight to Seattle to go pick her up. Oh, wow. That just blew the divorce plans right out the water. How could I leave now? And I just that night, send CC'd Ben. I sent a message to a divorce lawyer and was like, I'm done. Please fill out the paperwork. Uh, My my soon-to-be ex is CC'd on the email. So I'm done. Done. I didn't even care. I didn't even know that what I didn't know. (laughs) So I was done at that point. You were done before you found out what you knew. Exactly. So then he said, of course, you know, I block him on everything. I start getting all the emails the next day of him crying, boohooing, suicidal, like freaking out. You're going to die. I'm like, what? He goes, I just got a call from Child Protective Services. They're removing Sydney from Athena's home. And I'm like, what? Oh my God. What? Are you kidding me? And um, I I was just... I remember dying. I didn't even know what this. to say. So the truth is, y'all, we were in Hawaii over Thanksgiving weekend. We managed to fake it through Thanksgiving with my family, but everything was a complete mess. My intuition was in full force, and I couldn't stop feeling this immense urge to find answers. So I went into FBI agent mode and was on a mission. And this time... I wasn't going to fail. I would uncover whatever it was that Ben wasn't telling me. By early December, while Ben was away, I found myself going down a rabbit hole looking at anything and everything I could find online. There had to be something that would lead me in the right direction. And then I found something shocking that I didn't see coming. While perusing the Facebook friend list of one of Ben's childhood friends, I came across a profile of a person named BJ. And the main photo was one of Ben and none other than Avery. It had just been created just a few days prior and clearly spelled in a way that nobody, including me, would find it. But who made it, Ben or Avery? 
I didn't care at that moment. This was not okay. Immediately, I examined the profile in detail and then cruised over to his aunt and cousin's Facebook pages, and lo and behold, they had just added Avery as a friend on social media. What the fuck? My mind was blown. I'm going to figure this out. I'm going to figure this shit out. (laughs) So I was like on a mission. I was online. I was like, I'm going to figure, I have to, I have to. There's something I'm not... getting what am I not getting there's so much that it's like you know what I mean but what I found was a Facebook profile of a man named BJ spelled B-E-J-A-Y nothing that I would ever search B-E-E or just B-E just B-E dash J-Y just J-A-Y J-A-Y spaced J spaced so this person was Ben Ben and the main profile picture of this little profile was him and Avery, the same one she posted for their one year anniversary. I screenshot everything and I'm sending them to Ben. You better, you better explain this right now. And of course, let me, oh my God, I have no idea. I have no idea. And um, he's obviously in Seattle. So you know how he gets frustrated and he starts freaking out. I'm on my way home right now. And I'm like, oh, Oh, you just, you don't even want to come home at this, this point. You don't even want to get home. Bet. Oh, I'm sure. <laughs> I, he's probably horrified. I mean, I lost my damn mind. Without hesitating, I sent his cousin a message and her response, why the fuck are you messaging a 20 year old about your marriage problems? I've known Avery forever since she and Ben went to school together. Are you so insecure about yourself that your husband can't even have women as friends? Uh, no, bitch. You have no idea what the fuck you're talking about, I thought to myself. She met the Bataiger that day as I unleashed the wrath of five years of pent-up anger and humiliation. I didn't give two fucks whether his family liked me at that point. He's basically denying it, saying that Avery, because she's crazy and delusional, created it. I'm like, no, she didn't. No, she Good didn't. girl. Thank and you, so Jesus. She saw I, the light, I was folks. like, you, Lambert, you, Lambert. you created it. And so he's like, I didn't create it. This is not fair. I, I'm being framed. And I'm like, no, you're not. And he's like, he's always the victim. Yes. So he's basically like, it, and by the way, it was immediately pulled down. Immediately. Oh, he called a picture out. Oh, wait, no, he, it was his. Oh, it was his. It was he his. just deact- right. he deactivated it. Basically. So he tried to make it right by proving to her that they were good by yes. posting something. Yeah. But as soon as you found it, he was like, oh. He didn't think that I would find it because he spelled, he didn't even spell his name. Yeah. It was like his initials spelled out like in a weird, obscure so way. Smart. So like, I love if I Googled it. Ben Jameson, that profile would have never came up. And he never thought in a million years I would be snooping on his friends, friends list. So he didn't think he'd get found out. And he says that he, he's got friends at Facebook who are high up and they're investigating it. And oh, they oh, temporarily deactivate it for now while they're investigating it. But I'm being framed and I'm like, no, you're not, motherfucker. So then, oh my God, I was just like, you know, when your heart's just racing and you're like, I'm on to something. Ooh! Yes, so I, yes, 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 yes. So then I noticed, oh, okay. Yes, so I go to Avery's page Oof. and I see that his aunt. Is this why we were so skinny back then? Yeah, probably. That adrenaline probably burns a lot of calories. Oh though. yeah. I don't <laughs> right? I don't like recommend, I don't recommend that. it. Yeah. It's terrible, but God, eat your gut, eat your stomach. Oh my God. I was but like, damn, you get skinny. Okay. Yeah. I'm sorry. Keep oh my going. gosh. So I was on a mission. His aunt and his cousin are friends with Avery and they're 
liking and commenting on her pictures. Oh, no, right. fuck no. I just remember thinking, yeah. this bitch is having an affair with my husband and your fucking family is friends with her? No, nuh-uh. no. So I was point livid. proven, point proven, right? Like, but I right. never in a million years imagined that he would have introduced his mistress to his family and his daughter. I'm stupid. <laughs> Dummy. <laughs> dumb shit can you paste that <laughs> one in there um so i'm just there going why, I don't want to why is his them. family on avery who they must know about this psycho bitch that he's been telling me about that he has got two restraining orders on why would they befriend this woman i That's reached out to jenny 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 the cousin jenny the cousin who apparently does his shitty work for him so I sent her a message, probably wasn't nice, I can't remember the exact verbiage, but basically, what the fuck are you doing? And she responded and was so snarky, and then she denied it. She goes, why the fuck are you messaging a 20-year-old about your marriage problems? I've known Avery forever since she and Ben went to school together. Are you so oh, insecure? No, you didn't, you weren't even born! No, exactly, I was just going to say that. She goes, are you so insecure about yourself that your husband can't even have other women as friends? Oh, come on, woman. Then she oh. calls me a 40-year-old pathetic loser. <laughs> Add that in. Now, now what are you going to okay. tell her? Now, okay, Jenny, <laughs> I thought you were sweetie. You're the same age, very close with my daughter, Lexis. Deep down, you are probably a good person. Yes, I know you are. And now I know you just had your first child. Knowing all these things and the things that you have done to cover your cousin's ass, not okay. No. Now you'll understand what it feels like to be a woman, to be a mother, and to be accountable for your actions, you should be ashamed of yourself. She should be. She should the be. Fuck sh the shit she did, pretending like to be Avery, to pretending to be you to Deanna, like. Oh yeah. I, she did his again, dirty work. And by the way. Mind blown, mind, mind blown. blown. Again. This only spurred me to find out more and boy, did I ever. Over the next couple of days, I discovered that Ben still had the townhome in Bothell from when he had cancer never worked for Nike and was in Seattle per the photograph speeding tickets I found, and he didn't have $21 million. It was all a lie. Absolutely everything. And I knew now, without a shadow of a doubt, that he was also cheating with Avery. And there was only one way to find out, so I sent her a message without any regard to the alleged restraining order Ben had placed. Things were finally falling into place, but that didn't last for more than a week because she received a message from none other than Amber who told her everything. Shocked was an understatement. All while he's trying to have a baby with me, he's trying to have a baby with Avery. He's, he tells Avery that he bought her a house, just like he bought, I think it was the same time frame. Remember when he told Deanna that he bought Deanna a house? He's got a lot of shit going on. A lot. This is literally a volcanic eruption. Like yes. everything was coming to a head at this point. Oh so he created a new Facebook. He deactivated the old one. He created a new one and he invited a couple choice friends that would and family that would go along with it. Yep. And so he adds her on. So she's thinking, okay, this is legit. He's like, yeah. you know, and then what she does, I didn't realize it was her, but when she came to Oregon, she told me the night before I figured out everything and found the fake profile and had the nail and everything. She sent me under a fake profile, a screenshot of his new Facebook profile that had a picture of him and her together. She wanted me to know. 
That was her. <laughs> no fucking way. Next, I reached out to Athena and Chris to let them know that I was officially filing for divorce. And then, just for shits and giggles, I called Ben to say, Honey, you have some explaining to do. And, peace out, motherfucker. I go FBI agent mode. I called his friend that allegedly was the lawyer who signed the $21 million deal for him. He denied it. Absolutely. He's like, Amber, I did not sign that ever. There is no $21 million. I called another school friend, Amber. He was not raped. I found out, I found some speeding tickets that were like photographed while he was allegedly in LA. The speeding ticket that I found was in Seattle. Yep. And so um, I'm just putting all together. His friend that got him the job. No, Amber. He's, I've or never gotten I him a job. Message. Nope. He does not work for Nike. I never got never him a job did. at Nike. Oh my God. Everything is a lie. I'm going to contact Avery right now. Just blurbed out everything. This is what I know. And I'm assuming that everything that's been going on has been going on. Like it's, it's like, oh my God. Okay. Um, now I got to call Athena or I sent you and Chris the message. I think I had been on the string, too. I think too. so, too. So he yeah. must have been shitting himself. Yeah, because he was still driving, so he couldn't do anything. So I know he was, like, freaking the hell out because I reached out to his girlfriend. Then I found out that he wasn't raped. He didn't have money. He didn't work at Nike. Just lied about everything, everything that I knew. And so right then, and I was like, yeah, no, done. Done. Divorce. I know. Yeah, we're and sitting said, down to the dinner table, and then both of our phones went off. And I looked at it and I was like, wait, you're on the thread. And then I was like, she unblocked us. And then he's like, wait, what? He picked up his phone. Cause he just got off the phone with a work call or whatever. And we both read it and we both were like, shut the fuck. Yeah. And, we were like, no and I don't way. even think I went into details. Did I on that phone no. message? So you're just like, said, what? You said, what made her do it? Like yeah. what's going on? You were like, I, and then I was like, I'm going to finish this little bit of food. We we're almost done. I was mm-hmm. like, I can't, I go, I was like, I can't even respond like through text. I'm going to call you. And you were like, yeah, okay. we had a really but, good, yeah. interesting chat. And it was like, what? boom, she for real. Yeah. I know. And I, I had already made up my mind. I was only like two weeks late. Oh no, actually one month or one week late because I gave it to the end of November in my mind. That was my five years. And by the end of November, if it hadn't been fixed, then I was, you know, so it was, I think December 7th or 8th. When I just like, I had made all these phone calls. I reached out. I saw the fake profile. Yeah. And then, you know, next chapter, we'll get into what my conversation oh, was with Avery. This is when what my conversation was with closed. you. And then from here, yes, and to say the you least. And, then and Avery like, and I all start messaging at the same time. And the thing yeah. is, is I thought that I found out a lot, but this is not even it. <laughs> This you think is that like, that would be a lot. You think that is a lot, but it's not. There's more. Next time on Ex-Wives Undercover. I love the first sentence of your chapter. Uh-huh. I'm going to read it out loud. Yeah. Sometimes when you go looking for the truth, what you find is a whole lot more than you anticipated. And I remember my counselor years and years ago telling me that. Be careful that you're not digging for stupid reasons because you're always going to find more than what you thought. Sometimes it's not a big deal.
Sometimes it is a big deal. Sometimes mm-hmm. you make it up to be a big deal, but you need to be prepared because when you go digging, yeah. what you uncover could change your life. And once again, if you like what you're hearing, please leave us a five-star review and make sure to join our private Facebook group for even more juicy info. You can also find us on TikTok, Instagram, YouTube, and Twitter. And of course, you can always visit our site at www.xwivesundercover.com.